What's up everyone, this is Ethan Delves. Today we're doing an episode about a couple of different debate formats. So hopefully by the end of this episode, you'll be able to kind of discern which one may be best for you based on the different time restraints, based on the different themes that different types of debate go into. We're gonna be focusing on three today. We're gonna go through Public Forum, Lincoln Douglas, and Coolidge Debate Format. But first, I want to give a quick thank you to everybody who's been listening to our podcast so far. We're coming up on 5,000 listens. I think we're going to hit it before the end of this school track. And I'm really grateful for all of you. And I know Josh is really grateful for all of you, too. So a big thank you to all of you. Remember, if you want to email us, you can do so at whatstheres at gmail.com. That's W-H-A-T-S-T-H-E-R-E-S at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit at whatstheres underscore. And our website is www.whatstheres.com. All of the types of debate I'm about to go into have three types of speeches, constructive, cross-examination, and rebuttal. We're going to go through the nuances of each type of debate, but these three speeches are, for, are universal for these three kinds. And we're going to begin with public forum. Public forum has two sides. It's called pro and con. Pro is the affirmative and con is the negative. They just call it pro and con in public forum. First, there's two constructive speeches. The affir- sorry, the pro goes first with four minutes to speak. Then the con goes with four minutes to speak. After that, there's a crossfire. That's three minutes. Next, there's the first pro rebuttal, which is four minutes. Then the first con rebuttal, which is four minutes. Then there's another crossfire period. Next, the pro gives a two-minute summary. The con gives a two-minute summary. Then there's the grand crossfire, which is three minutes. And then at the end, their pro gives a final focus speech, and the con gives a final focus speech. I know that's, that sounds like really boring and I'm just kind of listing off all of the speeches, but I'm going to go into detail about what each one of these speeches actually entails. So to get it out of the way, public forum debaters get two minutes of prep time that they're allowed to divvy up however they please throughout the round. This is a partner format of debate, so you bring another person with you when you go to compete and you split up the speeches according to who has what's like who has certain strengths and who has certain weaknesses, and it's kind of like a partner decision there. So partner debate, you get two minutes of prep time. So in between speeches, if you need to write or prepare your case a little bit, you have two minutes to divide up between you and your partner to do so. The affirmative and negative, sorry, pro and con constructive speeches are four minutes. In public form, they're typically really evidence heavy. They're typically more fast paced. And um, so yeah, they have evidence and they're, and they're more fast paced. So the first speaker for the team, first pro speaker and first con speaker are going to be in this segment of speeches. This is a pre-prepared speech, just as all constructives are. And typically, not always, the second speaker, which comes in later speeches, is the stronger partner. Why? Because they need to be able to come up with speeches more on the spot. They're taking notes on their opponent's speech and have to give the rebuttal. So for the first speaker, if you're a new debater and possibly paired with a more experienced partner, then you might want to try being first speaker first because you get to read off of the case and kind of get a feel for the way that the round is working. In public forum, pro goes first, four minutes, gives out the constructive speech. Then con goes, gives out the constructive speech, another four minutes. Then we arrive at the period called crossfire. This is where the first pro speaker gets up and the first con speaker get up, gets up, and then they exchange questions between each other. Again, typically fast-paced questioning, trying to clarify what the, what the cases are about, but more so with a crossfire than a cross-examination, because there is a difference. You're asking questions 
alternating questions so that you can corner the other person into saying something about their case that they don't mean or contradicting themselves so you can bring it up in a later speech and it helps you out in the round. That's the purpose of crossfires, three minutes. And it's an alternation between the first two speakers. Next, we move into the rebuttal speeches. This is where the second speaker on your team comes up. The pro goes first, four minutes, responding to the cons case that they gave in the previous set of speeches. And then the con speaker goes next, responding to what the pro said in their constructive speech with four minutes to go. That's how rebuttal speeches work. Typically, you'll respond to the other case and then rebuild, rebuild your case as you see fit or as is available with the time that you have. Next, there's another crossfire, same purpose as the first one, between the second speaker for the pro and the second speaker for the con. And these are typically, again, the stronger partners of the round. And these people will ask each other questions, again, trying to corner each other, trying to clarify anything that needs to be clarified to show the judge who should win the round. After that, you get to the summary speeches where pro goes first, again, they have two minutes and con goes next and they have two minutes. In the summary speeches, it's pretty self-evident in the name, what you're supposed to do is try to condense the round and show the judge why you need to win. So a lot of people use this as rebuttal, which is completely understandable because you only have four minutes for rebuttal in the first place. So they'll try to get out as many arguments as possible, but at this point in the round, pro and con should both be trying to condense their arguments to what's really important and try to win the judge over. This, this is still a place for evidence, not new evidence necessarily, but it's, it's starting to get a little more narrow, or sorry, like a little more broad, a little more general. Next is probably the most exciting speech of all of public forum. I really enjoyed it when I did public forum, is Grand Crossfire. This is the three minute period where all four opponents stand up, so partner one and partner two on one side and partner one and partner two on the other side, all stand up and they rapid fire exchange questions as fast as possible, trying to, again, corner each other, make each other look bad and get to the holes in each other's cases for three minutes. It's a, it's a massive, like just it's, it's massive exchange of questions, very fast paced. And it's really fun too. After that, the pro gives a final focus speech that's two minutes, and the con gives a final focus speech that's two minutes. This is for condensing the round and generalizing it to the point where you can win the judge over, and you're telling the judge why they need to vote for you for that round. Again, they're two-minute speeches. You don't have a lot of time. And I cannot tell you how many times I have seen people use this speech as another rebuttal speech, and they're going so rapid fire, and they're just like, ah, rebuttal, ah, okay, constructive, and all this stuff. They're just completely laying out arguments. And it's a final focus. It's not a war zone. It's like, it's, it's like to calm down is what you're supposed to do and and condense the round for the judge it sounds so much better and it's so much more persuasive than any fast-paced rebuttal you could possibly offer the judge that's what the final focus is for when public forum debate is over when when the debate is over in public forum it would have taken 33 minutes if all the time constraints were met and that's with no prep time use so you can add four minutes to that to give a total of 37 minutes if all of the prep time was used and that's the extent of public forum you have the first set of constructives then a crossfire first set of rebuttals then crossfire first set of summary speeches which is two minutes and then grand crossfire which is everyone standing up and the end is the final focus so another set of speeches pro always goes first and con always goes second Next, we're going to be going into Lincoln-Douglas debate. This is my favorite format of debate. I've done it for probably about as long as I've done public forum, and I've really enjoyed both of them. And I'll let you know why it's my favorite in a second. But first, we're going to go over the speeches, same drill as last time. You start with the affirmative constructive, which is, and they're called affirmative and negative in Lincoln-Douglas, just a traditional thing. So first affirmative constructive, six minutes long. Then the negative cross-examines the affirmative team for three minutes. Then the negative gives a seven-minute constructive speech. And then the affirmative cross-examines the negative team for three minutes. Then there's the first affirmative rebuttal for four minutes, the first negative rebuttal for six minutes, and then the second affirmative rebuttal for three minutes. A couple of things to note here. First, and most importantly, 
is that there is no crossfire. This is cross-examination, which is different. In crossfire, you alternate asking questions and answers between the two teams, such as in public forum. In Lincoln-Douglas, it's solo debate, so it's one person versus one opponent, and when it's, say, like it's negative affirmative cross-examination, the negative is solely asking the affirmative questions during this three-minute period, and then the affirmative gets their chance after the negative constructive. What this does is it allows one person to have the control of the conversation and ask all of the clarifying or cornering questions that they want to so they can get that out in three minutes. It's just different for this style of debate than it is for public forum. Note, the negative only has two speeches, but they're longer, and the affirmative has three speeches that are cut up into shorter lengths. So the affirmative has a six-minute constructive, four-minute rebuttal, three-minute rebuttal. Negative has a seven-minute constructive and a six-minute rebuttal. How, so how does this break down when you get into the round? The affirmative has time to lay out their case. The negative has time to lay out their case and respond to a little bit of the affirmative. Affirmative gets time to um, rebut the case. The negative comes back and has a very long rebuttal speech to get to everything that was in the round, but typically it's harder to argue the affirmative side of the debate, which is why they get three minutes at the end of the round to kind of wrap it up and tell the judge why they should vote affirmative. At the end of this round, you should be left, it should take about 32 minutes, but there's four minutes of prep time on each side that you can divvy up however you want during the round. So if you add the 32 plus the eight more minutes, combined prep time from both sides, you would get about a 40 minute debate, which is typically how LD debates run because people like to use their prep time. We start with the affirmative constructive speech, first affirmative constructive, and what the affirmative is aiming to do here is give a small intro, then a value and criterion and definitions for the resolution, and then their contentions, and whatever else they want to do. Sometimes they have these things called observations, which is just something they want to tell the judge about what they noticed for the round that kind of goes along with their case and sets the framework for the debate. But typically you have value, criterion, definitions, and then contentions. The affirmative's goal is to get all of this out in the first speech because they won't have another opportunity to do it later. And what it does is if you get this all out, it gives the negative something to do in their next speech besides just roll out their case. Now they have to respond to your case, which is which happens in pretty much every LD debate, unless the affirmative like didn't bring a case or something. So the affirmative lays out their case. The negative comes up and asks the affirmative questions. What does the negative want to do here? What they're aiming to do for that three-minute cross-examination period is ask the affirmative clarification questions, because if you don't understand it now, you're not going to understand it later in the debate, and it could hurt you. And you want to try to corner the affirmative into some contradictions that you can then use in your next um, in your next speech, the negative seven-minute constructive speech, so that you can trap the affirmative and start to get some contradictions going for later in the round. Then the negative constructive comes up for seven minutes and in, in the 1NC and gives an entire negative case. Typically, some people will advise that you give a negative case for about four minutes and then spend the last three minutes refuting the affirmative. I'm not sold on that idea and, and I'm not against it either. It's just it's a stylistic thing that some people are used to. But what you wanna do is get your negative case out. It could be a little bit shorter than the affirmative. And then you wanna start giving a rebuttal of the affirmative case because you remember, you only have one rebuttal speech, so you wanna start doing this early. After you do that, the affirmative will come up in the three-minute cross-examination period and ask the negative questions about their constructive with the same goal of when the negative was asking them. Trap into corners, clarification for the rest of the round. Next, the affirmative comes up in the 1AR, the first affirmative rebuttal, for four minutes, and then they start giving a rebuttal of the negative case. And they have a lot of ground to cover because they had set, the negative had seven minutes to build the case. You start going down the flow, giving your full rebuttal, making sure to start focusing on that value and focusing on the contentions because the contentions don't meet the value, the neg has a problem. If the... 
contentions don't make any sense, again, the neg also has a problem. So the affirmative wants to point all of these things out in the first affirmative rebuttal, four minutes. Next, the negative comes up in the 1NR. This is the negative's last opportunity to speak. It's six minutes long. They need to get their full rebuttal out and something that they call voters, which is basically what the judge needs to vote on, what are the most important parts of the round, so that they vote for the negative in that speech and for the round. Next, the affirmative comes up in the second affirmative rebuttal for three minutes, and what they need to do here is really give a good clarification of the round, a good generalization, a good, what they, I think there's a good word, Josh uses this word a lot, is crystallization of the round to kind of bring everything together and show the judge why the affirmative needs to win the debate today. A couple of nuances, because I know I did this at the beginning for public forum, so I'm just going to go over it for LD couple of nuances for LD. LD has a value and a criterion, which means that you're connecting your contentions to a higher principle, which helps give them more of like a, a whole approach to the round, which is why I really like LD, because you can give all the arguments that you want, but all of the arguments are based on a certain respect for or regard to a higher principle that's kind of intrinsic and underneath that doesn't always come out in public forum. But in LD, it completely does because you lay it out. You say what your value is, how you're going to measure the value with the criterion, which is, which is in case I hadn't explained that already, a measurement of the value. It's attempting to measure your highest value in the debate. And then your contentions all connect back to that principle and value, which is something I really like because you get to use some philosophy, you get to kind of go into some deeper ideas, and it's really cool. I like LD debates because the speeches are longer, it helps you think, and there's still evidence. You use plenty of evidence in these debates, but it's a really special kind of debate that brings in kind of all of the really philosophical ideas that connect to contentions. I know I'm just ranting now, but it's, it's, I like that kind of debate because you get to think deeper ideas, basically, to kind of sum it all up. So, 40-minute debate if you end up using all of your prep time, 32 minutes without any prep time, one affirmative constructive, one negative constructive, one affirmative rebuttal, one negative rebuttal, second affirmative rebuttal with two cross-examinations, one for each side in between. Now that we've covered LD, there's a couple of suggestions I found on this website. It's speechanddebate.org, which is the NSDA's website for speech and debate. And there's this one person in 2012 named Josh Roberts that said there are a couple of effective ways to use your prep time in debate. He says that the affirmative should use two minutes of their prep time after the first or before the first affirmative rebuttal and then two before the second affirmative rebuttal, which makes sense because why would they need it to build their own constructive? Then he also suggests that the negative uses two minutes before the first negative constructive and two minutes before the first negative rebuttal, which also makes sense. You want to use those two minutes before the constructive so you can get down some reputations to the affirmative case and you want to use those two minutes before your rebuttal so that you can write all of your rebuttals out for that as well. So I think that's just a helpful little alley allocation of time advice that Josh Roberts helped create. And now we're going to move on to the Coolidge format. Coolidge format is specifically for the Calvin Coolidge Foundation's league, league's partnership with the Luddy Debate League. And um, what they do these debates here, and we use a similar format up in Vermont when we do the Coolidge Cup. It's it's actually not similar. I don't know why I said that. It's, it's different in Vermont. But this Coolidge format is what they use for the tournaments in North Carolina and hopefully expanding soon. And it's a very it's a it's a longer format, and they give lots of prep time. It's very generous, and it, it goes like this. I'll just read out the format, and then go over some of the specifics. First affirmative constructive, four minutes. Cross examination, two minutes. First negative constructive, four minutes. Cross examination, two minutes. Second affirmative constructive, four minutes. Cross examination, two minutes. Second negative constructive, four minutes. Cross examination, two minutes. First negative rebuttal, three minutes. First affirmative rebuttal, three minutes. Second negative rebuttal, three minutes. And second affirmative rebuttal, three minutes. 
as you can tell, it's a very long debate format, but it also gives for a really good and insightful debate. You get to cover a lot of ground. For There's two constructive periods. It's a partner debate format. So then partner one will give the first affirmative constructive for four minutes. I'm, not, I'm literally not going to give you this list again. <laughs> um, but then they'll get cross-examined, and then the negative will do it. And then the second partners also get to give a constructive speech. It's the same for rebuttals. One partner gets an opportunity to make a rebuttal, and the second partner also gets an opportunity to make a rebuttal. It's like public forum, except doubled up and with more time, so that everybody gets a chance to speak um, in, a con in a constructive manner and in a rebuttal manner as well. So it's kind of special in that way. Everyone gets a good amount of experience in that way. I would still recommend that the stronger partner gives the first affirmative constructive and first negative constructive. Sorry, the, the um, stronger partner gives the second affirmative constructive and the second affirmative rebuttal, same for negative, and the partner that's a little bit weaker and not the strongest partner should do the, the first speeches, first constructive and first rebuttal. Why? Because they won't have to speak last is pretty much my answer to that because everyone has a ton of prep time. There's five minutes of prep time on each side, which is really cool. Um, so everyone has plenty of time to prepare, but still, if you're afraid of speaking last or on your feet, the first constructives have a little bit less of that to do. To run through a quick, um, like a couple of nuances for Coolidge format is Again, the constructives are the same. Lay out your case, four minutes, you get cross-examined by the other side. Then the negative lays out their case, gets cross-examined from the other side. So that's the first set of constructives. But the second's a little bit different because if you've already laid out your entire case, you could either make an even longer case for the second constructive speeches or you could typically use them as a rebuttal speech. That would mean that you get three rebuttals in, in a sort of, in a way, in this debate, even though it's called constructive and then you get two rebuttals later. What you're gonna to wanna to do is if you have to get out the rest of an argument in your second constructive speech, you're gonna to wanna to do that first and then go immediately into rebuttal because you have this time to do it, so why not do it? It would look great to the judge and it's it's persuasive for the judge to hear you consistently attacking the opponent's case and not trying to get it all out at the end. Remember, you're not trying to win over your opponent, you're trying to win over the judge. So. Besides that fact, you get from the constructives and you get into the rebuttals. And the cross-examinations are the same thing, cornering and clarification. When you get to the rebuttal speeches, there's something special about Coolidge format that you see. Again, affirmative constructive at the beginning, then negative, then affirmative, then negative, but then negative goes first in the rebuttal. This is what the Coolidge Foundation calls the negative block. Neg second negative constructive is four minutes, first negative rebuttal is three minutes, and the only time you hear from the affirmative in between those is during the cross-examination period, because there are four cross-examination periods in between all the constructive speeches. The negative gets those seven minutes to really hammer down and convince the judge why they're right. They pretty much only hear the negative voice for that entire time. So what does the affirmative get in return? They get first and last word, which is typically the advantage that's given to the affirmative team. And again, partner debate. So it's a team, not just an individual person. The negative block is what's really special for the negative, and first and last speaking opportunity is the um, advantage for the affirmative team. This format totals to 36 minutes um, in full, but if you add the 10 minutes of prep time fully taken on both sides, you would end up with a 46-minute debate. And I would totally recommend using your prep time as a team. It looks good to the judge, it looks like you're working hard, and trying to think through the opponent's arguments and write good rebuttals, and it helps you get your thoughts together. So I, that's something I definitely need to work on because I don't use a lot of my prep time in LD or in Coolidge, so it's, it's something I'm going to take advantage of at my next tournament. A couple of things for the Coolidge format. One, Coolidge tournaments are amazing, and the Coolidge Foundation is an amazing foundation, just to kind of plug them really quick. They're really awesome, and they conduct amazing debates and have a great tab room. They have, a great, they have great judges that come in, so thank you to all of those parent judges if you're listening to this, and thank you to all the debaters that come out to the Coolidge tournaments as well, because we're really enjoying this Coolidge um, partnership with the Luddy Debate League. It's really special. 
As far as the Coolidge format goes, it is a little bit longer, but if you choose a good partner and you give a good case, you're able to work through it in a way that's really helpful and should end up giving you a couple of rounds. So I like this format. I'm a fan of this format, but I'm still a huge fan of LD. And with that, that concludes our little lesson on the public forum debate, Lincoln-Douglas debate, and Coolidge format debate. If you have any questions, you can always email us at whatstheres at gmail.com. That's W-H-A-T-S-T-H-E-R-E-S at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit at whatstheres underscore. Or you can go to our website, that's www.whatstheres.com, where we post all of our episodes for online listening opportunities. If I've missed anything or if you have any questions, make sure to DM us or email us so that I can answer those for you. If you have any suggestions for our podcast, please do the same. And until next time, work hard, speak well, and seek the truth.